Good evening, everybody. It is exactly 5.30, which means that I'm exactly one half an hour late. The Mime was supposed to start at 5 o'clock, and if they see the Shoinois or Mishunois, we were a little bit late. Thank God, only a little bit. So half an hour is, relatively speaking, not that much. And um, we're learning Mime. The Mime that we're learning is from Bishosh Shagdimu Tov Shin Yud Beis, 1952. From the Rebbe, which as I explained to you yesterday and the day before, is based on a Maimir of the Rebbe Rashab, which is called Tse'ena Ureno Ezras. <sighs> to be candid, I prepared to teach the Maimir in one style, one way, and I couldn't. Yesterday I wanted to teach. Pedig Gimel, Pedig Dalit, Pedig Kay, and Pedig Vov, and I only ended up teaching Pedig Gimel and Pedig Dalit. So instead of this Maima being what? I guess four parts, it's going to end up being five. Right? Do I not count? So far we had two Shiurim, and the way it looks now, we're going to have three more. Five Shiurim, which is a lot for a Maima of this size, but it is what it is, so <laughs> it is what it is. Now, yesterday I gave you an introduction to the class. That introduction is really, again, more to today than it was to yesterday. Because the novelty, the anomaly of this Maimed is going to emerge today. I gave it yesterday because I expected to teach all of it yesterday. It just didn't work out that way. So uh, let me remind us of what we talked about. Okay? There's three levels. There's Yosher, there's Eagle, and there's Atmos. Otherwise known as Tzimtzum, Nogabayat Tzimtzum, and Lein Nogabayat Tzimtzum Klau. Yosher means godliness that's in a straight line. Eagle means godliness that's compared to a circle. And Atmos, of course, godliness has no form, not a line and not a circle. What's the concept of a straight line? The concept of a straight line is Milo Mato, Pnimis Vechitanius, Kedima Vichur, that has higher and that has lower, that has inner and that has outer and has before and that has after. Those all characteristics of a line. There's a top and a middle and a bottom. And of course the question becomes how can eight inch safe be a line? It ain't safe by definition is infinite. It ain't safe by definition is one. So if it ain't safe is by definition infinite then one, how can there be a mile and a matam and a panam and a and a ichar and so on? And the answer is fetus. I'm sorry, the answer is symptom. What is the meaning of the word symptom? The meaning of the word symptom is that the oir has to go through a bikia. That's how you understand it. The light has to go through a barrier. The barrier is called the tzimtzum. The tzimtzum does not want the alien safe to pass through. So the alien safe has to, so to speak, force its way through the tzimtzum. This is described both in Samarvov and in Ayim Beis. If I'm not mistaken, it's also in the Maimed of Bar Mitzvah, that the Rebbe Rashab said by the Fidrik of Bar Mitzvah. Bekiah has to burst through Cheshcha Tzimtzum. In other words, the tzimtzum edition holds the alien safe back. 
And because the Yedin Tzef is held back by the Tzimtzum Adishin, when the Tzimtzum Adishin, so to speak, fights its way through Chayishach HaTzimtzum, it comes in what's called a Shinei HaMahus. Shinei HaMahus means that even though it comes from Lefnei HaTzimtzum, it comes in a way that's completely different than it's in its source. That instead of being infinite and plain and one, it's a Yoshe, it's a Kav, has a top and a middle and a bottom. And the Yedin Tzef of Kav is sometimes called Mazol, it's called by all kinds of names that denote that even though it's coming from Eidin Seif, it's, it's been changed categorically. It's a ha'orah, the ha'orah of Eidin Seif. It's also Ein Seif, but it's been affected. It has a ma'ilah ramat, and a kedim and ichen, and so forth. Practically, what this means is that the Eid is able to go into a keli. But even though the Eid is Ein Seif, when it goes into a keli, it'll adapt. Now, I, I just told you facts, which are really not even in our maimed, and I didn't even explain them adequately. The, the thing that's discussed in our mind, that's relevant, is the idea of tzimtzum. Because this is discussed in our mind. The kav, the straight line of a lakus, has to fight through chayshach tzimtzum and it comes b'shini hamoz. Now, in our mind, in yesterday's class, this kav was compared to a shalshalas, it was compared to a chain. And he painstakingly developed the muscle of the shalshalas. He painstakingly developed the muscle of a chain, arguing that the highest part of the highest ring, even though it's removed from any contact with any other ring, is connected to the lowest part of the lowest ring at the end of the chain that is also not connected to any other ring. Because the highest part of the highest ring is connected to the lower part of the upper ring, which is interlocking with the top of the second ring. And the lowest part of the lower ring is part of the upper part of the lower ring, which is interlocking with the ring before it. And accordingly, all the links in the chain, all of the rings in this chain are interconnected in the shalshalas, in the chain. And the nimshal, of course, is that everything which is in the category of kav, um, its distance from every other level is measured. Um, the word in English that you would use is gradual. The opposite of gradual would be quantum. And all the levels of Kav, from the highest level of Kav to the lowest level of Kav, their distinctions are gradual. The Rebbe even argues that Atsilus and Bria and Yetzira and Asiya are all part of the same chain. In other words, even though Atsilus is Elam of Ain Safe, it's Safe Vigili Elam of Ain Safe, and Asiya is Matthias and Helem and Yesh and so on. They're all part of the same chain, even at Silas. He doesn't explain completely why that is, but uh, we can presume the reason that is is because Atsilas also has Kalim. That's called Kav. And the argument is that all levels of Kav, like I said before, are interconnected. And then he gave a marshal from the Neshama, from the Nefesh. The, the Nefesh has a variety of different levels. The highest level that he references is Koyach HaMaskal, the hidden possibility for ideas, which is in the Neshama, and then there's Seichel, and then there's Midas, and then there's and he argues that each step in this chain um, already exists the way it's in its source, and the source is expressed in it as it is manifest. Two opposite things. That Machshav already exists in Midas, which is the in Havagilu, which is Machshav Adibiramaisa. And that in Machshav Adibiramaisa, you have Chayis, which comes from Midas. 
And the same is true when it comes to Midas and Seichel, that there's something called Midas Sheba Seichel, that the intellectual leading in a particular direction, that Midas are included in Seichel. And then Seichel, Sheba Midas, is the idea that in Midas you have Gidl, growth. Then the Rebbe spoke about Seichel Goloi and Keich HaMaskel, which is Keich HaMaskel is hidden from the Seichel Goloi, and he made the same argument that in the Keich HaMaskel there's already the possibility of Seichel Goloi, Vaharaya. From the Seichel, Keich HaMaskel comes only Seichel and not other things. And on the other hand, in the Seichel Goloi you see the influence of the Keich HaMaskel because there are certain ideas which we argue and we can't explain like the Indian of Shosikrav. So he provided us very briefly with a chain of nefesh steps, beginning with as high as the hidden potential for intellect in the nefesh, which is called Keich HaMaskel, and he demonstrates the nature, the interlocking nature of the steps in the ring. And of course the point is that if you have steps that are separate from one another in a gradual way, rather than in a quantum way, in a limited way, rather than in a jumping way, like the muscle that I added from the Ayambeis, the difference between the person who walks or runs and jumps. Because when you walk, you always have one foot in the ground. So if, even if you take a million steps, the final step is connected to the first step because you never really left the ground. As opposed to when you jump. And this becomes a mashal for kav. So we've got two things here. The definition of kav, that it's a shalshalas, that it's a chain with interlocking rings and the limitations that are associated with that. And Simpson. Those are the two connected points. The next conversation is today's class. And that's the link between the word eagle and the word naga by Eagle means a circle. What's the definition of a circle that has neither middle nor neither be, middle nor beginning nor end? Where it starts and where it ends is undefinable because it's locked together. In Hasidus and certain Maimorim, including it, it's Enarene, which is the source of our Maimit. And I remember Lumas Amazgera Safish Amachay is a very long mime, but Igulam Vyesha, and there were others. Lumas Amazgera Sabisala Andesh, but it's also a mime, but Igulam Vyesha. When you describe an eagle, there's two extremes. A ball, a circle, represents infinity, and a ball or a circle represents katnus, immaturity, something which is undeveloped, because it has no distinct parts. And that's why it's brought from Arizal that Yesha is Bechinus Ruach and eagles Bechinus Nefesh. The Rebbe doesn't mean this at all, it's not negator maimir. What is the concept of a circle? The concept of a circle is ain't safe that has no divisible parts. It, there's no higher and lower in the eagle. And, as like I said before, as a practical matter, what's the meaning of eagle when that oil meets keli and they don't cross? The oil doesn't adapt, doesn't change because there's a keli. It either passes over the keli or it enters into the keli the way it is. The keli and the oil do not interface. It's like Seva of Kalama. Seva of Kalama is an infinite light that comes into the world just as it is. It affects the world, but the world doesn't affect it. It doesn't change because of the world. The world can get different things from the era Seva of Kalama, but it's not like the Seva of Kalama is adapted to the world. It just takes from the Seva of what it's able to take, but the Seva remains as it is. That's the miracle of an eagle, of a circle. That's why in the Maimorim, eagle is called Helem. Kav is called Gile, and eagle is called Helem. Helem is higher than Gile. And when it comes to eagle, we say, Noga by Atzimtzum. It's touched by the Atzimtzum. 
the safe of eagle does not have to be It doesn't fight through the tzimtzum. It's above that. The calf has to break its way through the tzimtzum so it can't be The eagle doesn't have to be because it's higher than the tzimtzum. So it, so to speak, passes into the world without the tzimtzum affecting it. But the tzimtzum touches it. And the Maimodim, they explain what is the nature of being touched by the tzimtzum that it's in a state of hell. The tzimtzum's effect on save of Kalaman is that it's not revealed in the Makkah Machalu. Because if it would be revealed, it would destroy everything that exists in the Makkah Machalu. Now, now, what I just told you was classic. What I just told you was classic. That's how it typically is understood. That eagle is nogah by a tzimtzum. That means to say it's not fighting through the tzimtzum, but at least because there is a tzimtzum. The gabe de Makkah is in a state of chosh, a state of helam. And the oil is pashut. It's like save of kalam, and that's how it is classically. Okay? In our mind, the Rebbe is going to say something quite different. But I'm not going to tell you now what the Rebbe is going to say. I'll tell it to you when we get to it, which is on page, on page Shin Zion, really. Okay? So we're going to start on page Shin Hei, and we're going to have today's Shia. Yesterday's Shia had a lengthy introduction and a discussion on Shalshelis, on Yoshin, on Kavan, on Simtum. Today's class has a shorter introduction, I hope a, a much shorter introduction, and we reviewed what we said about Yoshin and Simtum, reviewed what we're saying about Eagle and Nogobayat Simtum, and now we're going to learn the Sug of Eagle inside. Now, before we continue, let me just point out, the third idea is called Atmos of Edein Seif, and Atmos of Edein Seif is the Madreg of Le Nogobayat Simtum Klav, the Simtum doesn't touch it at all, which means it comes into the Makamacholo. Not only has it not been affected by the tzimtzum, it's not even helen by the tzimtzum. Well, kafishi is by common. The plan is that'll be tomorrow shir, but as everybody knows, rules are made to be broken. So we'll see. Behine. Im even though that is behine, say didn't save shalafnei had tzimtzum. The level of godness, which is before the tzimtzum, which is lamayla, mishachas lelamis, which is above any kind of relatedness to worlds. This doesn't give any space for the worlds. Now, of course, the way you have to read any Eisen Mokam is that there is Mokam. And in the Mokam, you have to have Eilamis. But in order for Eilamis to exist in the Mokam, you have to evacuate the Mokam to put the Eilam where the Eidin safe was. That an idea is called Simtsum, and it relates only to the level of Elokus, which is Yesh. Ego. Superficially means it doesn't let the worlds exist. But on the other hand, means it doesn't contradict the worlds. Because it's not in Mokam in the same way. It also comes into as the Elamis exist after the Tzimtzum. And of course, the way the Elamis have to exist after the Tzimtzum is really Mokam. Meaning, that after the tzimtzum, in the mokim, in the space of world, there is only the kav, which has been affected and changed by the tzimtzum. It's a brand new, it's an altogether new type of air. Because of tzimtzum edition, as I described, before, the process of b'kiyom, even the so-called great eagle, which means the eight inch tzimtzum, which, like I said to you in the beginning, classically, typically, normally, the eagle, Agodl, which is in Seif, would be Seif of Kalam. She'en la Tzimtzum, Shlita, love the Tzimtzum does not have any dominance over it. In other words, the Tzimtzum doesn't block it. 
says the Rebbe, however, but Tzimtzum does affect it. How does the Tzimtzum affect it? That before the Tzimtzum, it's in a state of eagle, gilu. And after the Tzimtzum, it's in a state of hell. The fact of the matter is that even eagle, even what we're going to call now, save of Kalam, exists in the Mokamacholul, but it only passes through the Tzimtzum. And in passing through the Tzimtzum, the Tzimtzum doesn't change it. It only has to pass through the Tzimtzum, in other words. What its substance was before the Tzimtzum. Its substance continues to be after the Tzimtzum. And therefore, ain't safe. after the Tzimtzum, it continues to be ain't safe. In other words, not only is it ain't safe, but it's not a kav. There's no ma'ilumato, there's no ketim of iche, there's no gili in helim. And there's no eir in keili. There's none of those things. The eir remains as eir was something which is by itself that doesn't really interface and meet anything else. But there is the noga by component. And the noga by component, the way it's explained in most maimorim, is that at least it's helim. Hella means to say it doesn't destroy it doesn't destroy the world. You see, Kav is changed. The Kav is Aiden Safe, which has been worldified. Yoy Igulim Sevakalaman is Aiden Safe, which has not been worldified, but it's been affected that the world could exist. So it's called Nagabayat Simtum. It's not been changed by the Simpson. It's been affected by the Simpson. In other words, the idea of Makam, space where the world exists, changes the Kav. It doesn't change the ego. It just affects that the ego is different in relationship with the makam. The Aiden safe in relationship with itself. Save of Kalaman in relationship with itself is exactly the same, but in relationship with the world has been changed. And the Rebbe says, This is one of the explanations in the idea of This is an interesting sugya. It's a complicated sugya, and I think it's a controversial sugya. You see, the Rebbe's been right away to look at the That's the source of it. All Ksodim are connected. In other words, every world has a Keser, and then you have ten Sfiris. again. The Keser of the next world is lower than the Malchus of the world before, right? But there's something called Shtashos Aksodim. Shtashos Aksodim means that somehow all the Kesers connect. The Keser above Atzilus, and the Keser above Bria, and the Keser above Yetzir, and the Keser above Asiya connect, even though in between the Ksodim there's Yosher, there's a Kav. So there's different explanations for the Vishal And one of them is Shagam HaIgulim Shal that after the Tzimtzum there were a series of eagles. Avshinim Shachami Kav, that come through the Kav. The Kav is the measured, ruled light which has been changed by the Tzimtzum. Like the expression is in Kabbalah, Nimshach, or Misagal, and Chayzev and Nimshach, and Chayzev and Misagal, and so on. All eagles, all ideas that in Ishtashos, their Inyan is Helem. All ideas that in Ishtashos, their Inyan is not to go into Kalem, have a connection. Because they pass through the Tzimtzum in a way of Maivir, without being changed by the Tzimtzum, they're simply touched by the Tzimtzum. This is a funny concept. It's a funny concept because we're talking about Yoishir, we're talking about Hishtalshalos, we're talking about the Kav, and they were saying that the Kav between worlds has a point that's eagle. So the Kav, in other words, is carrying in it an aspect which is associated with the Lakus, which has not been affected by the Tzimtzum, is completely higher than the Kav. 
Now, what's the pshat in Ishtarslos Aksadim? I don't know. Okay, I'm not explaining it any more than the Rebbe just explained it. What the Rebbe said, however, is that wherever there's an ego, in other words, each world, it's keser, which means each world, it's aspect of helam, it's aspect of godliness, which doesn't reveal detail that's going to go into keli, but rather the way that world exists, so to speak, in a nebulous state, is linked to the first eagle, which is unchanged godliness, whose only effect, or who's only been affected to the extent that it's hidden. Now, how this works, I don't know. We're moving on. And the Rebbe concludes, what we just described explains the difference between Eidin Saf and the Yoisher state, which is Kav, or in yesterday's class, Shalshelis, an interlocking series of rings, higher ones and lower ones. The Yeisher who Yoisher means the light which has come into the Tzimtzum. who say its substance has been changed, and therefore Babis Chalkos it comes in subdivisions and so forth. And I want you to understand. That when you say that Yoisher Nislabesh Bahat Simtum, it means the Simtum Arishin itself. In other words, Eden Safe, which is called Kav, isn't changed because of Kalim, isn't changed because of Asis Arishiva. Those are all secondary effects. The Simtum Arishin itself changes the Kav. This is one of those ideas which the Rebbe mentions in my modern also, it's in Chasidis, that the Eden Sof is changed by the Choyshech Hat Simtum. The Ebishtah has makam, has a space. And the space is filled with Edin Seif. The Edin Seif, which fills that space, is called eagle. It's Giloy. Then the Ebishtah removes the Edin Seif. How does the Ebishtah remove the Edin Seif? Through Choyshech. And the way it's explained in Hasid is that the Choyshech that darkens out the Edin Seif from the Mokam Acholo is from a higher level than the eagle, than the Edin Seif, which occupied that space. And then the Ebishtah brings the Kav back. But in order for the Kav to come back, on the one hand, it has to have an even, even higher source than the Chayyishach HaTzimtzum, which I'm not explaining at the moment. And, but the Chayyishach HaTzimtzum doesn't go away. There was a Mokim. And the Mokim was full of air. And the air was made not to be in that Mokim because there's a force of Chayyishach which was stronger than it. And then there's a Kav, and the Kav has to be brought back into the same space, but the Chayyishach isn't removed. The Kav has to fight its way through the Kav, the Chayyishach. The Chayyishach is still here, the Tzimtzum is still here, and the Kav bursts through the Chayyishach. And it's called in Hasidus Hakor. There's a lot of different names and a lot of different examples for it. And say the Rishtalshlos and a lot of different Hasbeidim. The Nukuda is it has to wrestle through the Chayish And the Eidin Saf, because it has to fight through Chayish Chatimtum, comes Bashini Amahus. It's a different Eidin Saf. It's still Eidin Saf. And it's still Chazavaheir. And it's still Dvekas and Kiru, but it's a different Mahus. Because Lifniya Tzimtum, it's Eagle, and after the Tzimtum, it's Mailumatik, Dim Vichapan, and Vachar, and it's Chalkos, as the Rebbe mentions here. In oil, in oil, no keli, a keli is later. In oil itself. That's yosher, that's kav. The tzimtzum changes it. It has to burst through the tzimtzum and accomplish in amhus. Now, of course, the reason the tzimtzum changes it the way it does is because kaidim at tzimtzum, there was a ratzen for this. The ratzen made the potential within the air for all of these in yonim. But the actualization of these in yonim in oil is through the tzimtzum itself. This is called yosher. Top of page Shin Vav now, as opposed to Igulim. So the Rebbe Igulim is Eir Shabbat Derech Ma'ivir Atzimtum. Igulim means Eirin Sof that exists also in the space where the Tzimtum is. And of course, when you say the space where the Tzimtum is, first of all, there's the space itself, and then there is 
the idea that the space was full of Edin Seif. Then there is that the Abish that took that Edin Seif away, or blocked that Edin Seif out, or caused that Edin Seif to go into a state of Helam because of a Choy Shechat And then the eagle exists in the Mokkah where the Choy Shechat exists, that the Tzimtzum exists, the eagle exists, the Edin Seif is allowed into the space where the Choy Shechat exists, without having to be Changed by the Cheshachat Simtzum. And the Rebbe's wording is, its substance hasn't changed. Whatever it was, Lifni at Simtzum, it's after the Simtzum as well. And basically, the word is eagle. Before the Simtzum, the Edin Seif was one. And it was revealed, but not revealed in the kind of way that it could interface with the Keli, with the Zulas. That concept didn't exist. So it didn't have all those characteristics that I mentioned before. My Lamatikitiv, and his Chalkus, and so forth and so on. Even in the lowest worlds. It exists in such a way that it's above subdivision. But you see, it's Noga Bayatimt. It's in the Mokam Machal. It's, it's interfacing with the Chayshachatimta. Because the Chayshachatimta is stronger than the Eden Seif, which existed before the Timta. And the Mokar of Seif of Kalam, which is called Eagle, that comes into the Mokam Machal, is Noga Bayatimt, at least it's Helem. You don't see it. Because of the eagle was begiloid, there'd be the same problem there was before the Timtum, there was no Mokam Lamitas Elamis. So the eagle is not changed by the Timtum, but the eagle is affected by the Timtum so that there should be able to be a world. But the eagle is unchanged. The Eden Seif of Eagle is in the Mokam in an unchanged way, except that the worlds don't experience it. And of course, as I told you before, the way Seif of Kalaman interfaces with a world. How much Sevev is revealed in one world and how much Sevev is revealed in another world has nothing to do with the Sevev. The Sevev is one. It has to do with the world. The Gabi, the Sevev is Helem. And Helem means Shaykh al Now, these are fancy words. I know I'm using a lot of fancy words. The Rebbe doesn't use all of these fancy words, but these words the Rebbe does use, right? That Kav equals Simtum and Eagle equals Nagabayatim. And I explained to you the basic difference between Kav. And eagle. Okay, now when you're talking about eagle, okay, let's leave that. And now he gives a marshal. This is a most unusual marshal. It really is an unusual marshal. This is not a classic marshal, it's not a typical marshal, because the typical marshal and Chasidas are the marshal of what? Of Ravetalmid, of Kaychasanefesh. Normally, we wanted to give a marshal Chasidas to give an example from the, from the human faculties, right? Like he did on page Shin, Dalad Shin. In Shin Hei, when they went to give Mavishal Shalas, he gave a mashal from the various levels of Kechas HaNefesh, Mr. Ketzer, Chochma, Bina, Midas, Levushim. Here gives a funny mashal. The mashal the land and the sea, Eretz and Yabosh. Yam and, uh, Yam and Eretz. What's going to be the Nekudah of the mashal? The Nekudah of the mashal is going to be that when you look at Yam, you see Mayim. And everything within the Yam is Mayim. And Mayim is one. That's the Bosh of Igulam. When you look at Eretz, when you look at Yabosha, you don't see Mayim. You see Mashenivru Menoharetz. And of course, you see Mashenivru Menoharetz, different. This is Chalkas, which is a Bosh of Kav. In other words, when you look at the Yam and Eretz in Hasidus, represent two worlds, right? A world where the creatures are within their live life, the water and fish. And a world where the creatures live outside of their life. Land, animals, and the earth. The difference between Yam and Yabosha is when you look at Mayim and water, there are many fish of 
an incredible array of different types. Like it says in Chassidus, from a Chazal, you see water. And everything created from water is considered water. So even though within the water there's so many distinct aspects, everything is mine. Like the halacha is that a dog is any chaitzis. A fish is not a chaitzis, a gabitvila, because it's considered part of the water. And that's a marshal for igulim. There are many aspects, but you see unity. So you see. Yabosha, there are many aspects. They all come from the same source. But you see their distinction. You see their, their, their uh, diversity, their divisiveness, and so on. That becomes a marshal for Yosha. So in both, you have two aspects. On the Yabosha, yeah, that everything comes from the earth. Like in the Yam, that everything comes from the mind. But in the Yabosha, you see the aspects and you don't see their Chayas. So you see his Chalkos, you see Yoyshir. And in Yam, in Mayim, even though there's many different creatures, you don't see them, you see the water. So the, his Chalkos is overwhelmed by the Achtos, which is represented by the Mayim. And this becomes a muscle for Yoyshir and Igulim. And like I said, it's, a, it's, an, it's an atypical muscle. It's an atypical muscle. And part of the reason I'm struggling is because I know what comes after it. And what comes after it is really, it's not an atypical marshal, it's atypical nimshal. We're going to change the whole definition of Yeshad and Igulim in Perik Vov. And uh, that change is predicated in the marshal that the Rebbe uses here. So in my mind, I'm struggling with this one. Let's go. Okay? We're giving a marshal now for Igulim versus Yeshur. To give an illustration from physical creation for the two levels of Yeshur and Igulim. Now, yesterday we had a lengthy, relatively speaking, lengthy marshal of Yeshur from Kaichas HaNefesh. And I told you yesterday in Shia that what the Rebbe does is he takes the Misholim, which could be in the Rebbe Nishmaset in two or three pages, reduces them, he consolidates them. He says them very concisely. So there's a lot of Aces Hezbed that are missing. But the upside is that the Schwerz and Narenzach, the Rebbe, by consolidating, by concentrating my modem, makes them laser clear. Says the Rebbe, we have to understand the Chilak when Eretz Liyam, the difference between land and sea. And of course, in land there are creations, and in sea there are creations. The difference is that when you look at land, you see the creations and not land. When you look at sea, you see water and not creations. The nature of the land is that it's divided up. And what's the raya as a state in marriage? Could ease above the rabnos. Now, of course, do you know why I'm smiling and laughing? The raya from Matthias Gashmis is a possible. And that's how Taylor operates. Taylor does not bring proofs from the world. Taylor brings proof from the world as Taylor defined what the world is. And oftentimes, the way the world defines itself is different the way the Pesukim define itself. And in Memorich Hasidus, when they bring you a proof from the world in order to explain an idea, they bring the proof from the way this aspect of the world is described. In the Torah, so it says in Avos Rabnas, Shaaras Yeshlareish Kufaraglaim. The land is defined by a head and a torso and legs. As it is in a human being. Now, the Rebbe could have used the muscle of Adam, huh? <laughs> he could have used the muscle of a person. He wanted to use the muscle for Yoishir. He could have used the muscle, same muscle used in the previous page, that a person has Reish Kufaregal, like discussed in Tanya Perik Nanalef, but he doesn't, right? The person becomes a muscle to the muscle. He uses a muscle from the earth. Now, why is he using this mashal? Why doesn't he use the mashal of the person? 
I don't know, but I believe that the reason is because he wants to use the other half of the mushal. That the mushal for eagle is mayim. Yam. Now what would that be in a person? What would that be in a person? What would that be in a person? So let's keep going. That life in general enters into the head. And then it's subdivides the three basic parts. Which is the three faculties of the three hollows within the brain that are divided. That's how it's explained as three different cavities, three different parts of the brain. And uh, um, people have told me that the brain has four parts, in other words, two lobes, one on the right and one on the left, and in the back you have, uh, I don't know what they call it, but it's also divided up into two. And that's also consistent with Kabbalah because we speak about Das being in the back and Das is divided up into Chesed and Gevura. But I, I, I don't even want to begin correlating, you know, what science knows about the brain and what says in Teda because I don't know anything about anything, about Mamish. So the Chayis Haraj is Nechel Gimachalakim. So I misspoke, right? And the neshama goes into the brain, and then from the brain it's distributed to the roish and the guf and the regal. And the neshama keeps for itself the roish part, and the lave gets the ruach part, and the kaveh, the lower third of the body, what's called in this moment, the raglayim, gets the nefesh part. So now he starts to break it up further. Once you understand that there's roish, guf, and regal, a head, a body, and feet, and that the head goes into the brain, the brain then further divides it up into another category, a subdivision of three. And then he continues. And in the body, it manifests in seeing and hearing and speech. And he explains, Seeing is Hearing is Bina. And the power of speech is connected to Das. And he brings a Raya that speech has a certain connection to connectivity. As the Apostle says, that words that come from a person's mouth, this is the Apostle in Mishnah associated with Das. Which is why animals, Malachim, are called animals. Because like animals, they lack Das. And the Rebbe says in the parenthesis, they do have Das. Their Malachim are very intelligent. But they only have Das Tach, they don't have Das Helyan. But they cannot speak, like it says in the Pasuk. And Arye goes on Maloch. The Koya Machri Machol, which is Bechinis Nayalemin. And Ain Lay Dibra Mamish, Malochim cannot speak either, like a person speaks. Kim Shashag, Vikabli Dibri roars. Now, the Rebbe is here arguing that animals can't speak because they lack Das. And of course, when you say animals cannot speak because they lack Das, you mean even chimpanzees and orangutan who have incredibly similar. Um, uh, mouth parts to the human being. They have the same vocal cords and so on and so forth. There's no physiological reason they cannot speak. And people have been doing a lot of studies. This is one of those things where science cannot deny that there's something in the world where evolution breaks down. Animals can't speak because it takes a special neshama to speak. It's not just a question of plumbing. And the neshama that's necessary for speech is rooted in das and they lack that connectivity. And he says it's true, by Malachim as well, they cannot speak. Well, this is a fascinating division, because he says seeing, hearing, and talking, right? Now, if you were writing this, Maimon, what would you say? You would say ear, nose, and throat. Hearing, talking, and smelling, which is connected to taste. That's how you would divide it. 
achap, oizem chaitem pe. Because in Kabbalah, those three go together, and the Ri'i is considered higher than those three. Ri'i is considered a makif. So the Rebbe, here's another anomaly in our Maimon, huh? That we divide Chochmah bin Adas as it manifests in the faculties. You don't associate it with Shmia and Reach. And Dibur, or Tam, you associate it with Ri'i, Shmia, and Dibur. And uh, no, I'm not asking questions, I'm not getting answers, I'm simply pointing out that there's a lot of things that this Mimer begs for further research. And then he continues. When it extends below, in other words, from the three cavities of the brain, into the three primary faculties in the head, seeing, hearing, and speaking. It goes down into the heart and the lungs, which is This is the is the is the esophagus, right? The windpipe and the food pipe and then the major arteries, which is that binds the head with the body, and these three are connected as you know to Saramashkim and Saraifim and Saratabochim, the way they're all explained in Hasidis, and they're also connected to the number three, in other words, a basic division into three. And later on, of course, this also deserves attention, which we're not giving it. In the torso, it's the right, left, and center. Right? The right hand, the left, and the top. And the same is true. It's the left leg, light leg, light, right leg, left leg, and the body. And then he continues. His muscle is the ground, is the earth. And the explaining of the earth is a human being. That's weird. <laughs> what would have happened if he used the person as the Moshe of Yeshid? It would be familiar, it would be classic, and he wouldn't have any problems. He doesn't want to explain Yeshid using a human being. He wants to explain the earth using a human being, but he doesn't explain the earth at all. He doesn't talk about the contours of the earth, the division of the earth, meaning to say that there's differences of topography, there's valleys, there's mountains, there's plains, there's... Uh, this kind of animal, that kind of animal. He, the, to explain Earth, he uses the typical marshal of Reish Teich Seif, Reish Guf Regal, as it is in a person. But he says, just like it's in a person, it's in the world. When you look at the world, you see division. You know, when you look at the world, you don't see the source of life that defines the world. You see the individual creations that are distinctive and divided up. Which is the concept of Yosha, his Chalkus, division. And of course... Uh, separate from the source, right? Cut it from the source. Now goes the other side of the coin, water. Now, if this was a perfect world, the Rebbe would do the same thing again. Right? In order to explain why water is igulim, he would go back to Keches HaNefesh. But he doesn't. Because he's intent on this marshal. He's intent on giving the marshal of Mayim versus Yabasha, and not the marshal in the Lashon HaChasidus, Pnimian and Makifim, right? In a, if, if this was a marshal of a human being, for Yeshu and Nigulim, Yeshu would be Nefesh Ruch Nesham, and Nigulim would be Chaya Yechida. Very simple. He, he uses Yeshu as much as he could to explain how he had, uses the Nefesh Ruch Nesham of a person to explain Yeshu as it is in Yabasha. But when it comes to Yam, he doesn't explain that the Yim of Nigulim is like the Makifim of a person. He avoids doing that. And there's a reason why I think. Let's read. When you look at water, there's no subdivisions. Water is all inter, integrates, all one. So, where would there be detail in water? The simple answer is fish. 
Fish, that's the distinction. You look at water, you don't see fish, you see water. The deeper answer is it is lower waters and higher waters. And the lower waters are a lower level, and the higher waters are a higher level. And of course, this is a physical thing. The higher waters exist, whatever it is, 100 miles above the earth or so, right? Ma'im it's called. Not the clouds, much higher up. And then the lower waters are the, la- the waters in the sea and in the aquifers and in the clouds. This is the lower waters. So the Rebbe says, Hashem created a separation between high waters and low waters. The high waters are up there. The low waters are down here. And the higher waters only came down by the marble. Hashem made a distinction. So the Rebbe says, yeah, there is a distinction. But Akel Mohus Echad if the two waters would meet, they'd have no trouble integrating, no trouble flowing together because they're water. The lower waters are water and the higher waters. Now, what does this mean? Lower levels of earth and higher levels of earth are also earth, but no, they're distinctive, right? Lower waters and higher waters are waters. He doesn't explain, he just states. And therefore, it's called eagle, it's, it's indistinguishable. You say it is moreover, and of course this is a little bit more understandable. Within the water, there's all kinds of life. That are separate from one another in their outer form and in their inner form and their character and in their the build. They're all exactly the same. Their reality is water itself. which is why when fish of any type leaves the water, they die immediately. And of course, this is complicated in reality and in, in, in biology, but that's the halacha. You pull a fish out of water, it's halachically not alive. Now, you shouldn't eat it, um, but it's, it's already shechted. So there was, I just demonstrated that on the land, it's defined by its diversity. And in the sea, it's defined by its unity. There is diversity in the sea, there's unity in the land, but the land is defined by that aspect which separates the different things from one another. And he gave them Moshe Lokeich HaSanevesh. And in the sea, it's defined by that aspect that unifies them, which is the water, and he ignores the various creations, because the Allah is, like I told you before, something that exists in water is not a chatzitza. Right, a fish rubs up against a person's leg who's tiveling, it's not a chatzitza. And this has practical ramifications in halacha today, and I'm not a rov, but it has practical ramifications that a fish is not a shimon holds, a fish is not a chatzitza, I think it's a shimon that it's not a chatzitza. Uh, because everything in the water came from water, and therefore it's halachically considered water. And when you look at it, you see water, not fish. But the difference in the land and the sea, spiritually speaking, head. The land comes from Yoshev. Now understand, when the Rebbe makes a statement, the land comes from Yoshev and the sea comes from Eagle, it's more complicated than that. The, the way you have to read this is, the land comes from a combination of Yoshev and Eagle, but what you see is Yoshev. The sea comes from a combination of Yoshev and Eagle, but what you see is Eagle. That's how you have to read it. So on the land, since the preeminent component of its identity, it's, 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 it's what you see when you observe it, is Yoshev, it's considered connected to the land. That's why you see the diversity. 
When you look at water, even though there's Yoshin in the land, in the sea as well, but the preeminent component, what you observe, is the unifying factor, the level of ego. doesn't change no matter how low it goes. Creations, including fish, that come from the level of igulam. You have this notion, they're considered one substance. It's completely beyond the whole idea of subdivision. Shoy. So he gave us a mushal. He dafka gave a mushal from the land and the sea. Even though when it came to the land, the mushal was so inadequate, he immediately went to the person. And when it came to the sea, he avoided using the mushal of Igulam of a person. Now, Rabbi Sai, let me tell you what's going Let me tell you the problem that we're going to face now. In other words, I've been telling you for a sheet and a half that something is going to happen in this Maimir, which is very not consistent with the classic concepts of Igulam and Yeshir. And it's, it's really, it creates problems. You can understand this Maimir, but to correlate, to integrate what the Rebbe says in this Maimir with what's written in the other Maimorim becomes very, very difficult, arguably impossible. And I'll tell you what it is. Normally, Yeshir and Igulim is Malakalim and Sevaklam. Gvulim Bligul. That's what it is. In this moment, in a word, Yeshir and Igulim is Helam and Gili. Yeshir means you don't see God, Igulim means you do see God. That simple. Now, this is why, in my opinion, the Rebbe uses this funny marshal. He doesn't want to use the marshal from Kechas Nefesh. Because if I use the marshal from Kechas Nefesh, the difference between Yeshir and Igul wouldn't be whether godliness is revealed or godliness is hidden. It would be a difference of what level of godliness. And from this point forward, the Maimon goes in his own direction. Yeshir is Simpson. Eagle is Nagabayat Simpson. What's the difference between Yeshir and Eagle, between Simpson and Nagabayat Simpson, whether you see godliness or you don't see godliness? In other words, in this Maimon, Memale Kalalman is both Yeshir and Eagle. It's the Sayyid Kalman just vanished. From the face of this earth. The limited light of God, which goes through the and it's called and it's all those fancy terms that are used to describe the Kav in comparison and distinction between the eagle, which is the inception of Neha has eagle and Yeshet in it. That's how it's going to go. So, which goes through has eagle and Yeshet. Now, wait. So what do you mean it's eagle? It means very simply, eagle means you look at a creation, you see God, that's eagle. You look at a creation, you don't see the creation, you see water, that's eagle. So we're going to have a very, very different use of the words Yigulam and Yeshid in what follows um, over what we normally know. And the segue, the lead-in to this Anomalous, this unusual use of the terms, the Gulam and Yeshad is the Moshe of Yaman Yabash. Because Yaman Yabash are compared to Amadiskasi and Amadiskalia, right? You know that. Amadiskasi and Amadiskalia are both Oilamis. What is an Oilam? Memale Kalam. The difference between Amadiskasi and Amadiskalia is compared to Dibur and Machshava, to Bri and Yitzira, Yitzira and Bri, and so on and so forth. Here they are Moshe of Eagle and Yeshad. Because the Rebbe Rashab. Senderenen probably has a source from Tzemach Tzedek and maybe even earlier, but the Rebbe is Mitzayin to the Rebbe Rashav. In the Maram Akimis, here the Mitzayin to Senderenen. 
And the Rebbe Kvayochel is being loyal to that Maimed. As I told you in yesterday's class, he's being loyal to a Maimed that was written in Ayin Zayin in 1917, way after the Samachva was written. And for the, after the Ayin Beis, was the Chelek HaNichta V'Hanemar was already complete a year and a half before. And it's Mamish, a throwback to a much earlier time. It's a whole other language. Because Eagle and Yeshit is not Mavalaklam a save of Klam. Even though I spent a year and a half saying that it is. And to be sure, Eagle and Yeshit is not Simpson and Nagabayat Simpson, even though the Rebbe says it is. Because in what's going to follow now, Eagle and Yeshit are both Simpson. What's the difference in Eagle and Yeshit if they're both Simpson? Which means they came in a Shinamahus, Helam and Gilu. Yeshit hides the Abishtid, Eagle reveals the Abishtid, and that's that's it. Just like land and the sea. So I, I hope I made myself clear. I don't want to give a long drosha because loyla drosha kaasid. If I wanted to give a long speech, I would have to come up with a tivach, with a way of reconciling what's written in this maimir with what's written in most maimorim. In most maimorim, yeshir and igulim is kav. Mamalaklam and sevev kalamen and so on. It's, it's connected to two madrigas and then sevev shalafneyad And by the way, you'll see later that in the Kabbalah, when he speaks about Lefniyat Simpson, he's also going to say something which is very different than the typical assertion of the Maimodim. And I'll point it out when we get to it. But at this point, it's important to make clear that Rebbe is going to explain the difference in Eagle and Yeshir, and it's not going to be the difference in Malakalam and Sevakalam at all. It's not going to be the difference between Simpson and Nagabaya Simpson. It's going to simply be, you look at the creation, if you see the Abishta, that's Eagle. Fish, you see water. You look at the creation, you don't see the Abishter, that's Yeshir, land. Which are both Bamalakalaman. They're both Bamalakal. And it's a kasha, it's a tzarachin, maybe it's a tzarachin godl. We're gonna go on anyway. Okay? Amna. Gamba Bachinase Gulum Shinim Shikhinase Eagle Godl Rachmaivrat Simpson Bovad. We're talking about the contrast between Yeshir and Eagle. And what are we saying about the difference between Yeshed and Eagle? Yeshed is a madrega of Eden Seif, which is changed by the Tzimtzum to come in the Derech of Kav, Milo, Mata, Gedim, Vich, Eponim, Vacher, Hischalkos, and so forth. As opposed to Eagle, which only Noga by Tzimtzum, Noga by Tzimtzum means that it's in a state of Helam, Lagabi Elamis, not Lagabi itself. But it's one Oyer, which cannot be Mislabish in Kalim and cannot go through his, his Slapshus and his Chalkos. His Slapshus, with Lushen? Mislabish or Mizalam or Mizgala. There's no such thing in Yeshir. In Eagle, in Mislabish or Mizalam or Mizgala. It is what it is. Shalachain, Lenishtan and Mahusa, much as why the Aiden Safe hasn't changed their roles of him, the Aiden Safe, which is Aiden Safe. Now, so far, this is describing Safe of Kalam, and no question about it. Says Rebbe Kiv, and Shinim, Jehovah, Darach Maiverat Simpsum, Al Kopon, and we already admit it. That it's Darach Maiverat Simpsum, it's touched by the Simpsum. And the definition of touched by the Simpsum, as I explained earlier in today's Shir is that Tzimtzum is a phenomena. The Tzimtzum is not a moment in time. It's a reality. It's a thing. What is the thing of Tzimtzum? Darkness. What's the point of this entity called darkness? To create the darkness where there could be a world. The calf breaks through that darkness and is changed by the darkness. The eagle doesn't break through that darkness, but it's maivit. It's affected by it indirectly. Indirectly means to itself, it's exactly the same as it was before. To the world, it's hidden. That's called Nagabayat Simpson. That's called Maivir. Says the Rebbe Yeshbam Simpson. It has an aspect of Simpson as well. Now, what is the right language if this was a typical Maivir? This was a classic Maivir. 
If this is a typical maimed, if this is a classic maimed, yesh pehem gamkim abhinas atzimtzim would mean that it's helim. Because save of kalamin should come into a world and overwhelm it. Should, should fishify it. Oyrin <laughs> Seif comes into a world that should destroy it. Why? It's eagle. There's no room for divisions and for higher and lower and for and kalim and all those other things. And yet, eagle exists here and the world exists because eagle is not interfacing with the world because of Nagabayat But the Rebbe is going to explain Nagabayat very differently than that. He's not going to say that it's Aiding Safe, as he said before. It's only that it's in a state of Helam. He's going to actually present it as creations where you don't see godliness. Creations are Mamalakalaman. And he's going to speak of them as Igulam. Let's read it. There's two aspects of the Madrega of Eagle. And I'm telling you that from this moment on, every word we're reading is Yesha, it's not Eagle. Until this word, you could have explained that Eagle means save of Kalam and Nogabaya means Helam. But not from now on. Eagle is now simply going to mean you look at a creation, and every creation is limited, every creation is diverse, every creation with Aiden Kedlos, every creation is Kav, Yosher. If you look at a creation and you see how it reflects the Abish, then he's going to call it Eagle. If you look at a creation and you don't reflect the Abish, he's going to call it Kav. But he's going to have an in, in, in between status. Some creations don't reflect the Abish at all, they're Klippa, that's Kav. Some creations, the examples in the Maim are going to be Nishamis, Sfidis, Mitzvahs, always reflect Abishta. That's the higher level of eagle. The lower level of eagle is going to be those things that sometimes reflect Abishta and sometimes they don't reflect Abishta. And that's going to be Malochim. And that's also eagle. In other words, they also reflect Abishta, but it's a lower level of eagle because sometimes they don't reflect Abishta. So we're now going to use the terms eagle and Yoishir, and it's, there's no way, in my humble opinion, that you can explain what follows as save of Mamala, you can only be Gilead and Helam. And again, the marshal of Yaman Yabosha set this up. If the Rebbe had used the classic marshal of Pnimi and Mamakifim, it wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be aligned. That would be the marshal for the typical distinction of Yeshir and Nigulam. You have a level of a Nisham which is infinite. It's called Chaya or Mazel. And it doesn't adapt to the contours of the goof. Sometimes more of it is revealed, sometimes less of it is revealed. How prepared the goof is determines how much of Chaya is going to be revealed, but in the Chaya there's no Shinuyim. That's a Mashaf Eagle. She doesn't do that. He uses a Mashal of Yaman Yabosha. Because the Rebbe uses this Mashal, and I believe that's what the Tenerene, the Zion, the source of this Mashal has the same thing that the Mashal of Yaman Yabosha are going to set up Eagle and Yesha, where Eagle and Yesha means simply God is revealed and God is hidden. When a God is always revealed, that's going to be El Yayna Shebe Eagle. When God is sometimes revealed, that's going to be Tachtayna Shebe Gilei. And now I'm adding words to the Maimah. When God is not revealed at all, that's going to be Yosha. Let's read. Sheshbeiz Madreig is Begum. There's two levels in this concept of an indirect light. Madreig Ha'alev Shebohi His Gabr is Bechina Sein Seif. It's an eagle. It's a circle. Which is a marshal, not just for Ein Seif. It's a marshal for Ein Seif that cannot go into Caleb. That cannot interface with the Zulas. It remains what it is. Either you get it or you don't, but it doesn't adapt to you. It doesn't change according to you. It doesn't go into you. It just reaches you, but its existence is in relationship with self. So the Madreig Ha'alaf of Eagle is with the Zizgabras of which is where you see in the world godliness. Or Madreig is the second level is Shabah. When an eagle, there's a dominance of the concept of Tzimtzum. 
And because the Dalim is a concept of Tzimtzum, you don't see the Ein Seif readily. Now, I want to make it clear. If you wouldn't see the Ein Seif at all, that would be Yeshua. That would be Klippa. If you see the Ein Seif a little bit and a little bit not, that's this Madrega Abeis, Sheyesh Boaz Gabbat Vechinus HaTzimtzum. And the Rebbe says, There's Taka higher waters and lower waters. And at Pikabal, the higher waters are Chochmah, the lower waters are Malchus. They're all water, like you said before. They're all Chochmah. But there is higher and lower. And the difference is that even though this is a Lakus, and this is a Lakus, in the Mayim Alyenim Elokus, there's a preeminence of Ain't Save. And in the Mayim Tachtainim of Elokus, there's a preeminence of Tzimtzum. Or to use another word, Seichel, let's say. We already established in the previous page that water is a muscle for save of Kalam. And again, I tell you that that's a very funny muscle to use. The higher waters represent the higher aspect of the phenomena of eagle. There's a preeminence, there's a dominance of the ain't safe quality. The lower waters is the lower idea of eagle. There's a preeminence, there's a predominance of the idea of tzimtzum. Now again, eagle means it in self. It really means Seviv Kalam. But in this piece of Maimir, eagle means godliness. That's all it means. You look at a creation, you don't see itself. You see God, that's eagle. Some creations, you look at them, you see only God. That's a Yenisha Some creations, you look at them in one way they're God, and one way they're not God. That's a Yenisha And if you don't see God at all, that would be Yesher. Again, I'm just a teacher, right? But I'm all you got. I'm the only teacher. In other words, I'm the only one here, yeah? So, um, could I be wrong? Of course I could be wrong. But I can't teach what I don't know. I have to teach it the way I do, or the way I see it, or the call the way I see it. And I try my best to be honest. In other words, I'm sharing with you, as they say in Yeshivish, the Schwarze Pintelach. I could just, I could surface this. I could just make believe I didn't notice any of these problems and just teach it to you and everybody. Many of you, some of you will be happy. I'm, I'm giving you the secrets of the Maimed, so to speak, um, which is really a bunch of unanswered questions based on my perspective, but that's it. That's all I can provide. And of course, I could be very wrong. says, hey, look at Abba Badal in general. The concept of lower water is is a lower level of eagle. The lower level of eagle is still eagle, which means it's only Nagabayat Simpson. It's Gileolikos. But it's Nagabayat Simpson with an emphasis on the Simpson. Simpson is Nagir. And the marshal of the sea is Malach. Hudargas hamalachim is level of malachim. How convenient! Angels are compared to fish. Shem kimei dogim shabayam. They're like fish in the sea. There's only a certain category of malachim. They're in this category, but that's not important at the moment. Shalom b'chinesi gulim. Chanal, as the Rebbe said, we already established a shade of shemayim b'chinesi gulim. Water comes from eagle and fish that live in water. You see only the water. You don't see the fish. So it's very convenient. The malachim are like fish. Ella, it is only shem b'chinesi atachtein shabayi gulim. It's the lower level of eagle. So although when you look at a malach, you see water, you see Eibishter, but you see Eibishter through a Tzimtzum emphasis. There's a preeminence of this, the Metzias of malach. Now, here's how I'm going to do this. I'm going to read this through to the end, and when I finish, I'll explain. No, usually I would give an introduction. I, I'm choosing to do it the other way. Malachim are part of ego. Eagle means Gilead, but they're the eagle are tachten, right? They're Maim tachtenim. 
the eagle attack the revealed godliness, but the, the emphasis is on the tzimtzum. The lake and may which is different than the sphetus, which are el yenish eagle. Shabam, yes, God is saying, save that in the sphetus, when you look at them, when you perceive them, first of all, you perceive godliness, which is why they're called eagle and atyashin. And you perceive godliness in such a way that you don't see choyshech, you see only ain't safe, which makes it all yainish a eagle. Then after even those sphetus also, no, go by my tzimtzum are touched by the tzimtzum. Layez be misir esed after there are ten. Now the boy say, I got a itch. Ten sphetus is not no go by a tzimtzum. Ten sphetus is tzimtzum. Ten sits save of kolamin is no go by a tzimtzum. Mamalek kolamin is chalkos oides kelim is tzimtzum, and he calls it no go by a tzimtzum. Okay, I'm moving on. I'm not explaining. I'm just pointing out. Says the Rebbe Esav Leitesha Esav Leachadosa. This ten and not nine, ten and not eleven. Like he says, if you see that, emphasis. Mitzusim yalukus. When you look at Sfiras, what do they speak? Like I tell my students all the time, if you could meet Godliness, you'd find him very boring. He has one thing to say: meet my source, Dvekas. Alukus. Lord, me boy, And this phenomena that Sfiras are Dvekas, are alukus. And that there is a his gabras of ain't safe, which is called the Yenisha Eagle, is for sure true in the Sphiris of Atsilas, because Atsilas is the whole world of Achtas. Atsilas is a world where the Eid and the Kalim and the Ain't Safa what? Even the Sphiris where they are in Briya. That even though in, in Briya there's also a Lakus and the Eid is in Kalim. But it's not an even of Eve Chayevegamechad. Then I'm not sure exactly how this means. Nevertheless, Mitzusim Elokus Sfidus. It says in Loshen and Tanya Pedeklamet Tes, and it says in Ayin Beis Gamba Asiyahim Kedusha Gemura. Sfidus even in Asiyah Kedusha Gemura. In other words, every world, like every person, has a center. The center of a person is a brain. The center of a world is a base of Mikdash. The Asiyahs are the brain or the the brain and the heart of a world. And even in Asiyah, just like in the Beis HaMikdash HaGashmi, just like in the human brain, is Kedusha Gemur. So Sfiris and Atzilus are flanked by a godly world. The Hecholas Rosso Alukos. Sfiris and Bria, Yitzira, and Asiyah are flanked by Matthias. The Hechol, the Levushim and the Hechalos are not Alukos, they're Klipa. But the Sfiris are always Alukos. Parenthesis, Vedaka Hecholas, Shemesavim, Mayayin, Liyesh, Mechit, Yesh, Matthias. The Hecholas and Bria, Yitzira, and Asiyah are Yesh, Mayayin. And of course, in context, that would mean that the Hecholas are from Yeshan. Well, of course, it's concealed completely. In Sphiris, in every world, both in Atzilas and in the lower worlds, there is eagle, and there's a Yenisha be eagle, because this is Chabas Bechinas Hein safe, even though Naga by Atzimtzum, because there's ten. Vainisha be Sphiris, he is Chabas Bechinas Hein safe, because in the Sphiris, when you look at them, what you observe, what you experience as a preeminent, is a strengthening of the Ein Seif aspect of the Sphiris. In other words, Shemitzias has Sphiris, it's not the Kalim that you're seeing, it's the light. Mashayinke, Malacham, Malacham are different. That Imeyesim Metachas a bit lalakus. Malacham experience a very great degree of bitl lalakus. And when you speak about a Malach bitl lalakus, there's two basic circumstances. There's the Malach as his own entity. And this is what's called the Malach Beis Hashlichas, when he's doing a mission. This is mentioned in Kuntas Acherin, L'Hovin Mashikos Apri Yitzchayim. The Rebbe is Metzayin to it in footnote 60. And he brings also a Ramban. The Yalta Rebbe brings a Ramban to support it. The Rebbe doesn't bring it here in the Maram HaKemis. I think, I think. That a Malach during the Shlichas is called Eibishter. When a Malach is not during the Shlichas, he's his own Matthias. Right? The Lashna Rambam is Yedim is Hatzma, Yedim is 
Ilosam, they know themselves and then they know their source. They have a Metzias. But even Malachim, that are Yedim is Atzmam and Yedim is Ilosam, their whole Metzias is Seichel Aliki. Or Ladas is Hashem, right? The Ramam describes Malachim as abstract intellectuals. Nivdolim, not interested in pizza, they're interested in Seichel. So Malachim in general's whole reality is a spiritual one. A Malach during a Shlichis is not just a spiritual reality, it's a godly reality, it's a bitl reality. Nevertheless, a Malach, he's Taki Eagle, he's a Lakus Eagle, but there's the Hisgabrus of Bechinas Cheshech HaTzimtzum, as he said before. Im Hayes, Ambetachas Avet Lalakus Malach, I'm altogether about the Lalakus, seven lines from the bottom of the page, Ad Kedekach to such an extent. Shometzina, that we find Shamalach Emiram Atzme Bin Nishbaite, the Malach describes himself as if he's God. I. Right, this is by 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 the Akedah. But you have this in so many places in Chumash, right? When the Malachim come to Sodra, they say, Shev, Ashav, Alech, Okei, Zchaya. They're talking as if they're the Yebishter. And then, of course, also by uh, Hogar, the Malachim speak as if they're God. Harbe, Arbe, Vesach, Etzvenech, Vehedenech, whatever, I'm quoting the wrong Pasuk. But the Malachim talk as if they're God, because when they're doing a Shlichas, they're altogether bottled. And this idea is mentioned in Kuntas Achirin, and it's, it's brought to explain Torah and mitzvahs and Hishtalshlus and different Eifanim. It's very involved. It's, it's very interesting, but it's very involved. And I'm not going to explain it yet. I'm going to explain it later. But the bottom line is Malachim are not a natural bittel, they're a forced bittel. During the Shlichus. A malach is even more butler say binish baiti mekomo kamerei emetzias. You define a malach by itself, not by insef. Like it says in the pasuk, Allah falaf nishem shuin evidiv. If I come by you come and you count malach. Okay, Isa was there. It says in the zef. Of course, it's also a gemara. Machanei mechol kuf bevavelaf machanei skimis bedegel yehuda. Machanei gavriel kuf nizayin elaf machanei skimis bedegel don v'chuli. And of course, realize that the Rebbe is saying this maimer right after Pasha's Bamidbar, and the numbers in the zayar are the same as the numbers in the chumish. In each gedud, each legion of Malachim, there's a finite number. But the total number of legions is infinite. Each angel is one amongst many. But it's a number. It's not infinity, it's a number. And if it's a number, it's Mitzias. Shazel Mitzias, that's its form. And the Rebbe says, When something is defined by its metias, by its form, rather than by its most, by its substance, as is true of Sfiris, it's separate from the Yebishter. But it's still called eagle. Because Malacham, after all, a bottle to Hashem, but it's called Tachtoinish, every eagle. When the Malach comes into this world, it's a disaster, like the story of the Nephilim. We know the difference between Malacham and Now, until now, when we talked about al yeneh shabi eagle and tachtene shabi eagle, the mashal was Svidis versus Malach. Which you, anybody, a student of mine, has heard me say this a thousand times, Nitiyas and Nifdalim, in the Lashon HaChakir. Now we add Malachim to the mix. I'm sorry, Nishamas. And Nishamas are also al yeneh shabi eagle, not tachtene shabi eagle. Nishamas mahusam alakos. Nishamas substance alakos. Now I want to understand the key here is, it's not that mahusam alakos, but they're defined by their mahus. A Malach is defined by his Mitiyas, his mahus is also alakus. But a nisham is defined by his mahus, which is alakus. Like it says, nisham is not to be tehedi hi vechulu, shigambiri dasalamata mahus is bekez belakus. What's so unusual about a nisham? Is that even this world is God? It says, a maimon samachvav, a yigash, samaches, where he brings the Indian 
of Mandanafach, Betachianafach, that to blow a Nisham into this world takes Gevura, and that's how he explains it. How could Nishama be in this world and still be a Lukus? And the answer was a Kechatmi. Well, and this idea that Nisham is Muhus is a Lukus. On the one hand, it's even in this world. And on the other hand, we talk about the highest Nishamis in the highest world, Nishamis Agaveh is the highest souls. Shagam, even as they are in this world, call Mitzvah Melukus, their entire form is godliness. Kumesha Amr, like Abshim Bechoy said about himself, and now that Rebbe goes back, Mashenkin Malachim. Malachim have a Muhus, but they're not defined by it. They're defined by the Mitzvahs. Ella, it is only Shabishash Amalach Mamalish Lichusay while the Malach is doing a mission, it's Bittal Bitachlis, Achaima Binish Baiti. At those moments the Abisha is speaking through it. Lefish Aimit Yusya Mastida Lakus doesn't cover over godliness, but he's not godly. He just doesn't cover over godliness. And he continues Mikoshkamiana Mitzvis. And if it's true by mitzvahs, it's for sure true by Malach. Mitzvahs are also Willakus. But mitzvahs are in Slapshivadurim Gashmi, they're in physical things. In as much as each physical thing is holding the godliness of a mitzvah, is not concealed. And I want you to understand that the mitzvahs are physical. Malachim are spiritual. But the alakus of a mitzvah is mahus. If you've ever learned the Lahabim Chaim, right? The physical esrig is Kelm of So a mitzvah, like an Ishama, like a Sfira, there's three examples of what will be called in this Maimir, that you don't see so much tzimtzum, you see more ain't safe. And malacha the emotion of chelki hatachtayne shali eagle, that even though it's still eagle, you see a lakus, but there's a predominance of the cheshach tzimtzum itself. It says the Rebbe Mitzvah, Nisapshu Vzorim Gashmiim, Mikomokim, it says the Sapshu Vzorim Mitzvah, Ein Bahem Hester Ponim, and as much as a mitzvah is revealed in them, Hashem is not concealed. And the same is true by And again, he's using mitzvah as a mashal for malachim, even though mitzvahs are part of a yene shali eagle. So why is he using it? Because mitzvahs are in Gashmias. Malacham are in Ruchnias, but there's an emphasis on its mitzvahs, on its guf. While they're doing a mission, the mitzvahs is not covered over in godliness. Because there's a preeminence of the tzimtzum aspect, and he repeats it again, We're done for today. Now we got to talk. <laughs> now we got to talk. I want to re-emphasize, repeat, that we're using the words eagle and yoishet in this maimah. And we started, we presented the issue typically that it's simtzum and agabayat simtzum, that it's kav and that it's eagle. And then we gave the marshal of the abosha and yam and totally stayed away from that. Because now, when we're talking about yoishet and eagle, we really mean Yoshe Shebe Yoshe and Eagle Shebe Eagle. We're talking about only Mamalakalam and only Mamalakalam. Sfidas are Mamalakalam and Mitzvah Sarelukus that comes into Mamalakalam and Malacham are for sure Mamalakalam, they come from Dibur. I thought he mentioned that Malacham are from Dibur and Shamas are from Mashav, maybe it's later in the Maimir. I already forgot. I thought I remember him saying, yeah, on page Shin Yudal, if he's going to compare Malacham and Shamas to Mashav and Dibur, as it's brought in Samachvav and Kama Makemis. Sfiris is mamalakalam, and malacham mamalakalam, and the shamas mamalakalam, and the mitzvahs mamalakalam. And worlds are mamalakalam. He's going to say like this, Yosha Shabayesha means a world that hides Abishta. And Eagle Shabayesha means a world that reveals Abishta. 
And in revealing Eibishter itself, there's revealing Eibishter in a way where there's an emphasis on Ein and there's revealing Eibishter in a way where the emphasis on world. And the separation is going to be Malocham on one side, Sfiris, Nishamas, Mitzvahs on the other. Okay, so I want to make it very, very clear. I'm deciding what that Rebbe means. He doesn't say what I'm saying. I'm deciding that even though we started off a sugya talking about Igulim and Yosher, we're no longer talking about Malak and Seif of Kalam and Igulim and Yosher. We're talking Yosher and Yosher. Like the Moshe of Yaman Yabosha, that's all Malak Alman. Amadiskas and Amadisgali, it's all Malak Alman. So he starts off with Igulim and Yosher and he continues his the same words as Igulim and Yosher, but he means a Yosher where Alakus is revealed and a Yosher where Alakus is concealed. And there's three steps, right? There's Yeshua the is concealed completely. There's Yeshua the is revealed completely, which is called Il Igulim. And now I'm adding words Shabakav, Shabayoshir. And then between those two there's Tahtaine Shabi Igulim. And again I'm putting in my own bracket Shabayoshir. And that's how we're going to understand this piece of Maimir, okay? Now the Nakud is very simple. And I'm going to use holy words. The holy words are Muhus and Mitsias. And my students all know this, I talk about this all the time. Atzilus is mohus of elokus. Bria is a mitzias of elokus. Alternative language for mohus and mitzias, and this is my words, I didn't make up the words, the words are in Hasidus. It's only that Hasidus uses many other words in different ways that contradict what I'm saying. I'm not making anything up, but I am emphasizing a certain form within the model of Hasidus Chabad. The difference between Muhus and Metzias, between Atzilus and Bria, is the difference between Dvekas and Bittl. Let's start with Bittl. Bittl has a last name. Bittl's last name is Bittl Hayesh. Bittl by Metzias is Dvekas. Okay? And again, I'm not going to repeat that again. Bittl means I'm separate and I submit. Dvekas means I'm not separate. I have no identity. I'm simply an expression of him. Mergonish, that's it. So the difference between Dvekis and Bittel is quantum. You can't go from one to the other. It's impossible. Why? Bittel means I exist as an entity unto myself. Hashem made me separate from Him. I can serve Him until the cows come home. I'm me. Or the Lashna Hasidis. It's Elam. It's Bipshitas. Nalukuz Beishachas. Dvekis means there never was an I. I simply reflect Him. I represent Him. And again, in the fancy language of Hasidis, it's Nalukuz Bipshitas. Nalukuz Beishachas. And a creation whose dveikus is the mhus of elokus, it's the substance of godliness. A creation whose bittel is only metzias of elokus. Metzias means I serve elokus, I'm not elokus. And that's the key to this whole pasha. Sfiris, neshamis, and mitzvahs are dveikus. They're not serving godliness, they're expressions of godliness. However, there can be an expression of godliness in mitzvahs, however, there can be an expression of godliness in ishamis, and however, there can be an expression of godliness in sfidis, right? You have to remember how that works, right? Mitzvahs are kalim, neshamis are kalim, right? The way you would say it, and, and, and sfidis are kalim, right? But the sfidis aspect of kalim would be pnimius of pnimius are kalim, the mitzvahs aspect of kalim would be the chitsonius of pnimius are kalim, and the, the neshama aspect of kalim would be the pnimius of chitsonius are kalim. I, I'm just telling you words which I remember from many years ago when I actually used to harder in these things. Um, but all of them are defined by Mahus, godliness. They're not serving God, they're expressions of Him. Malachim are creations that serve Him. 
they serve him so well that they can achieve a total bittle. You must understand the bittle of Binish Baiti is very strange. Because if you take a creation and you infuse it with godliness, it should, it should blow up, it should implode, it shouldn't be able to exist. When a Malach says I and he means Eibishter, that's an anomaly, it doesn't make sense. Because a Malach is a Metzius, it's not a Lukus. And it's achieving a bittle as if it were Mahosav Lukus, because the Eibishter superimposed himself on the Malach. The second before and the second after, the Malach has an entity unto himself. He's only Metzius. The second during is a bittle. So the Rebbe argues that's why you could see Malachim as eagle, not Yosha. Rather, you could see Malachim as Gili Alakus, not Helam Alakus. Or in the language of this Maimed, you could see Malachim as Yam and not Yabosha. But it's Tachtainish of eagle. Because Malachim ostensibly are Nivraim. Malachim is like Shutrebish, there is Metzius and Bitlayesh. The fact that it can achieve such a total is battles of Binish Baiti. And by the way, in the Kuntas Achan, the Rebbe wants to suggest in one of the Ifanim, and that's how you should understand mitzvahs. Or, or, or Asius Atayra, I forget, at the end of the he has the Kedish, is that it's a Metzius which is bottle. And that's what happens here in this Maimon. The Rebbe taught us Yoshir. The Moshe of Yoshir is Chalshalos, a chain, Kav. And according to what we're now learning, all the levels of Yoshir, and remember, <laughs> in the first part of this Maimon, he said that included in Yoshir is Atzilos, Briyatisi, Atzilos, Sfiris, Rebbe, the Shalalam. A few pages ago, yesterday's class, Atzilus was included in Yoshe, and now it's a Yerusha B'Gulim. Because he changes the reference. He starts off speaking Gulim and Yeshe to save of Bamale, and now Gulim and Yeshe is Gili and Helam, Mergonisht. As the Sphiris of Atzilus and Mamale Kalamet, Eir Bikeli. But it's Mahus, it's Gili Alakus. So it's called the Yerusha B'Gulim. So again, we start off the discussion speaking about Yeshe, a chain which has a gradual series of steps of creating worlds from the highest to the lowest, their Metzias. We moved on to speak about ego, which is an insafe. That's only Nogabaya Tzimt. The godliness, it comes into the Mokam HaKolol, comes to the Mokam HaTzimt, and without a Shino, except that it's Nogabaya Tzimt. And in Mr. Shem and Tamar, she, we're going to talk about Atzimus. And I will see you then. I think it's tomorrow at 7, I figure, because 5 o'clock I have another Shiyat.